So I've heard, Rashad, that you are now the proud owner of a set of dice. Um, yes, thank you to Joe for sending me my first ever pair of dice. They are very, they're very heavy. They're metal. They're gorgeous. Um, I'm very excited to start playing with them. He sent them all the way from America, so I feel very honored. Um, and I, I hope that they roll well for me. I don't know the vocabulary, honestly, but no, that works. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds cool. good. Uh, yeah, Joe needs to come onto the podcast at some point. He's uh, he's been very present. He's this looming figure in the background, just over omnipresent over all of our ex adventures. Exactly. Although I have to say, I'm a little heartbroken because I had planned to gift you some as well, <laughs> so, <laughs> and leave them with Adam and Alex, who we both visited in a like similar-ish period of time. But he has some already, and that's great. And so today we're just going to be rolling actual dice. Um, please, everybody, be honest, because if you do whatever you roll, maybe that's that's part of the storytelling. I'll trust you. Oh my god, I got Whoa. another twenty. But, but if you if you all just roll like 18, 19s, and twenties, we're back on d on roll twenty next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I see you. To make the most of it, this session is what you're saying. Gotcha. <laughs> So last time you dealt with the uh, fallout of the explosion that wrought havoc at the Winter Palace. It killed Erica and Pippin and injured many more. Um, but Hedwig actually revived Pippin, later visited him in the fantasy hospital. Everybody uh, complied with Hemir's wishes and retreated to their own rooms where they were questioned about Adele, Erica, and just what the heck they're doing in Utgard by Sigurd and Helga. If only we knew. <laughs> yes we haven't done fights in a long time and uh, i'm very aware of this but uh i wanted i wanted to do something non-fight based this this episode as well and you guys basically have just a little bit of free time it's like the day after all of you guys were interviewed i have offers for all of you what you could be doing but if you think you know what your character how your character would spend their time we can totally do that as well 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 one thing is we we came here to find a way to go home so that's probably what we're looking for most is who here knows how to send us home for this you don't need to worry about that right this is just each of your characters has a few hours for themselves how do you spend it and actually let's start with you red man i would say you could either spend some time with eleanor uh about like your your maybe planning your next your next um performance together mm -hmm. or you could try to spend some time with bernie and wolfgang and see if you can play a little cupid why can't i do both oh no me and eleanor are gonna write an epic love ballad and we're gonna follow them around and sing it to them i'm very scared of this because this is the one thing that i haven't actually planned i'm just gonna wing it and the prospect scares me but we'll do it. All right, first of all, I find Eleanor and make sure she's uh she's cool with this. I could use a I could use a little backup. I need a bit of harmony. Because the Red Man, he's a performer, he's not a great singer. You tell her about Bernie and Wolfgang and that you wanna write this epic about them, and she's like, Oh wow, I didn't even I didn't even know there was there was something going on. I'm totally on board with this. Let's let's write the love song for a century. Oh yeah. We're gonna call it burning love good the, you guys can unmute yourself if you want to laugh by the way <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, i guess i'm so concerned with like not interrupting but i'm just like ah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 good like i can see you guys laughing anyway so. <laughs> so you know that scene from the little mermaid where sebastian and the fish are like serenading uh the prince and ariel when they're in that boat and they're just on the lake and he's like what the hell's going on where's that music coming from why are these weird sounds like me and eleanor are just gonna follow them around and whenever they like look at each other i'm gonna like play some romantic notes like foley work just romantic stuff just creates uh situations like mm -hmm. um a random flower is gonna like drop from the ceiling and uh land in front of him and uh he's gonna pick it up 
and then I'm going to make a sound that causes her to turn and look at him just at that time. She sees he's got a flower in his hand and, <laughs> and he's yeah, like, oh, would you want this here? And he's going to give it to her. She's like, it's going to create all these little moments. That's very nice, especially because Wolfgang is like the number one bodyguard for Himo right now. So people sneaking around is going to come <laughs> be like a great thing to happen. I'm going to make sure that Hemir sees me and I'm going to be like eye contact and I'm going to be looking at those two. I'm going to point to them and I'm going to be like making like little heart symbols with my hand. And I'm going to be very obvious to Hemir what I'm doing. And I'm just gonna be like, you're, you're on this, right? Yeah, you, you got my back, right? Okay, roll a persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> All right. Because this is like somebody just tried to kill him. <laughs> But it's so funny. That's that's why I'm giving you advantage. The right. red man is trying to bring some levity. Exactly. Right, Maybe so that's exactly what uh, they mean. Let's see what happens here with this first dice roll. I got a seven. <laughs> so, uh, seven. But with advantage. With advantage. Oh, yeah, with advantage. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll take the seventeen then. Thank you. Seventeen plus two, so that is a nineteen to persuade Himir to get in on this uh, this love story. Himir just wings. All right, I wink back and then go back to my uh, my work. Okay, may, if you if you want to like catch them when it's just the two of them together, you can. You need to roll a stealth check. All right, let's see. How I do on stealth. Okay, not great. Only got thirteen. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna contest that with a passive perception. I haven't actually rolled it for them. I'm just gonna do a modifier. They don't notice you. <laughs> hey, hey. Their passive perception is 11. Uh, that's great. Also, uh, Eleanor is a halfling, if I recall correctly. So that yeah. uh, she, they're naturally stealthy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she is definitely there. Like she has her loot at the ready and she's like just like playing some soft like uh, tunes. There you see her sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't say a word because she hasn't been ordered to, but you feel like you kind of want to kiss Bernie. <laughs> and he looks around, <laughs> and uh, me and Eleanor are just like over there. We're playing chess in the corner. We're like, oh, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I guess this is a charisma saving throw. <laughs> Yeah, but they rolled a six, 16, and I think right, they're both have pretty charismatic. Because it's what his heart really wants. It's not, though. <laughs> you just think <laughs> it is. <laughs> they're just colleagues. Try Stop trying to make things happen. I mean, I put you out to it, but still. <laughs> stop trying to make things happen. It's not going to happen. I'm going to, at one stage, I'm going to accidentally, like, um, like uh, walk past them or sneeze or something near them while casting prestidigitation to make them both look really spiffy. Their armor is clean. Their hair looks fantastic. Little bit of a breeze bushes her hair. Okay, make a perfor performance check. All right, performance. My performance is plus five, plus eleven, so sixteen. Okay, I'm gonna contest that with an inside check. They rolled a seven, so. They don't notice you doing that, the presentation. <laughs> Just laying uh, the groundwork, they see, oh, Bernie's looking kind of good today. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Wolfgang's uh, got some nice armor there. You know? oh, oh, mm -hmm. Look at those muscles. Mm -hmm. Didn't notice those before. Uh, I don't know about the muscles, but uh, that's definitely definitely the, uh, the outfits shine a little brighter today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can just hear things. them talk about work, and they're actually pretty worried about things. And uh, make a make an insight check. Insight. All right, my insight is ooh, plus two. Let's see how I do. Ooh, okay, eighteen plus two, twenty total. They look very worried, and they look decisively not into each other. Okay. 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 So I clearly need to solve the mystery of the assassination attempt in order to bring these two together. That's the Red Man's motivation. All in the power of love. Conspiracies, kingdoms at war, all for love, man. Who cares about assassinations of kings and gods? And just um, love is the answer. I love that. Okay, and I guess we'll we'll get back to 
the investi- how the investigation of of the uh, of the ass- uh, assassination attempt worked out. But first, uh, we switch to Hedwig. Hedwig, you remember you've been invited by Solveig, the uh, tiefling smith, mm-hmm. to um, you know to work on the Remora's carcass, the remains that you took from the carcass, to work on your shield. Yes. So you go to her smithy. It's a very impre- impressive room with a lot of tools that are very spe- highly specialized. You're a pretty accomplished smith yourself. And she welcomes you and says, "Oh, did you bring did you bring the the Ramirez pieces that we could work out? What what were you thinking? How do you want this to work?" Well, um I'd also like your expert opinion, so I bring out my shield. So she the um so she sees my round shield with the cut glass design on it. Um, and I set out the, um, are they scales? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the Remoraz scales. Um, I guess my initial thought was um, plating it around the edge. What do you think? I mean, first off, let me say this shield is beautiful. I love the design. It's super sturdy. It already does the job. I feel like it's it's already a great protection, but you know you could always use a little more. I think, I think doing things on the outside is great because that it's either the outside or the in like the the outer mm. rim or the inside maybe because I don't want to design itself is already so beautiful. I think we should leave this alone, but we yeah. could definitely make it a little sturdier uh, in the on the inside maybe. That's a good idea. I said yeah, and I think on the inside that also makes sense that it would help us uh, 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 take advantage of the uh, resistances that the Remoraz has to cold and fire damage. You, you're, you two are working on this, um, on this shield to put another layer on, onto the inside, then make a, make a sleight of hand check with double advantage because you're not only, you have your Smith tools and you're mm-hmm. uh, aided by Solveig. Um, Double advantage usually doesn't exist, but um, yeah. for this one, I think it's too good not to use it. All right. Uh, first one is a 10. Ooh, mm-hmm. Come on. That's a one. Okay. See, the, the, these are my metal dice, and I've not had good luck with them. Come on. Yeah. Okay. That's a 14. Okay. That works. Were oh, 14 okay. plus your modifier already? No, or? 14 is the mod- with the modifier. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay, with a fourteen, unfortunately, uh, you will you will get. Per- you, I, I will I will give you a choice. Actually, okay. I was going to give you both, but now now mm-hmm. that because you only rolled a fourteen with double advantage, uh, you can either, when whenever you are being attacked by magical fire or cold damage, you can subtract one d six from the damage. Okay. Or you get a plus one AC against magical attacks. I I think I'll take the plus one AC just because I feel like that's easier to. Well, since actually, well, since most magical attacks provide require you to make a saving throw. Oh, then that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, there Good are point. ranged spell attacks, but they aren't as common as forcing people to make mm. saving throws. So no, maybe that's the reducing true. damage is probably. A it might okay. be a better option. Good point. I yeah. did. I did not think. I did not keep that in mind. So I would. I would say you'd get a plus, plus one AC against mag- magical attacks and a plus one to any saving throws against magical attacks as well. No, that's pretty okay. Good. Yeah, I think I would take that. This only includes magical attacks, not attacks by magical weapons. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I should have not used my metal dice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like that's already a pretty good buff, though. Uh, oh no, it's super good, but I just wish I had rolled better. I think you you just spent the rest of this this time off, maybe mm-hmm. with Solveig. Mm-hmm. You you go through, you take a look at her works and are thoroughly impressed, and you kind of exchange knowledge. Okay, ahoy! Uh, I also have an offering for you if you want to take it, but you can also do something. I mean, I'm gonna let you know. Like, let me know, but I probably won't take it. But we'll see. Maybe it'll <laughs> entice me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell you, like, you're gonna get something out of this if you if you do take it. But you could also get something out of it, whatever you're doing. So 
Probably not. You're invited. <laughs> you're invited by Sigurd to uh, actually to spar with him. So I get this invite by what's his face, by Sigurd. Thank you. Um, and I look down and I see CD8 a little bit restless. Um, I'm a little mm-hmm. kind of worried for CD8 at this time, so I politely decline his invitation and say that I have to take care of CD8. And I turn to CD8. He's a little bit uh, restless, and I tell him I think we have to get out of the city for a bit just to go back, just to go to the outskirts, spend mm-hmm. our day um, wandering the, the countryside around. Cool. And that's it. That's all I want to do. I don't know. Do, do you guys, like, what... Like you you're just doing your thing. You're just like being out in nature, just soaking it in. Exactly. CD8 needs doesn't like to be in uh, um, urban spaces for too long, so yeah, it's okay. good for him to get out to the countryside. And I prioritize CD8 over my own needs. What are CD8's stats again? Which ones do you need to know? I don't know what uh, hit points is. and armor class. Um. I think it, they all get a boost from his my, my companionship. So with that, I think his hit points are 15. And his... No, wait. I forget exactly. No, I think his hit points are more than that. I think it's like 28 or something. 17 sounds Adam, you explained this to me. Because it's like 13 plus, plus 4 for something. I don't remember. So I'm you sorry. get to add your, persi- <laughs> your proficiency bonus to literally all of his stats. You get to add it to his... Uh, his AC, which is already 13, goes up to uh, plus your proficiency. His attack, his plus to hit, his damage, all goes up by your proficiency bonus. Oh, it's plus 3 then. So it's, yeah, so it's 16 armor class. So normally they have 11 hit points, but his hit points are 4 times your ranger level. That's what mm. it was. 28. That's why it's 28. Okay. Uh, you can roll and please roll... What's 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 your hit points? All of your guys' hit points? Fifty-five. Sixty-one. Fifty-nine. Okay. You can roll four D eight and increase C D eight's hit points by the uh, the result. By four D eight? Yeah. Forty five hit points total. That's pretty solid. Yeah. That's very solid. Gotta love C D eight. Thank you so and much. He does a lot of damage too. Mm-hmm. So you, I assume you all, you guys all go through, go go to the temple of Stronmas at the uh, hour that Himir had invited you to come. I do. Yep. Sure. I always have to ask because I'm never sure with a hoy. <laughs> <laughs> Does a hoy show up? Do I have to? Sure. I mean, he's the he's he might like be about to send us home. I'll 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 show up, begrudgingly. I appear and sit in the, in the corner. Himir and uh, and Hedwig, the two of you, you were you. He actually invited you a little earlier, uh, and so the two of you went in, into the temple and con- convened a little bit about Stronmaus and gave mm-hmm. him. I don't know. It, do, do you give offerings to Stronmaus? How does it work? Do you pray? What what kind of? How do you worship? Hmm. Well, that's yeah, a good question human sacrifice no definitely not he's he, really would like to <laughs> sacrifice humans <laughs> particularly human um no he's um i believe he is a chaotic good god so i mm-hmm. think definitely uh sacrificing humans or otherwise wouldn't uh, yeah. wouldn't uh be on the table um, depends on the human have you tried <laughs> no Okay, cool. He does not require human sacrifice. In addition to being a god of like the sun, the sky, the weather, and the seas, he's also a god of joy. So probably in terms of worship, I think uh, music, w- uh, so arts and music would be um, involved. The creation of things also would be, so like, yeah, creating art pieces, um, things like that. Freedom is a very important aspect of Stronmaus, so I feel like a lot of the rules are looser than one would typically associate with a religion, or at least, Mm -hmm. for example, the way that Hedwig um, is, you know, participating as a cleric. Um, So, yeah, I think it has less structure and dogma than Mm -hmm. 
one generally would associate with a religion. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to retcon something that I just said. I think you're all invited. It's just that um, three people take the lead. It's Hemir, it's Helga, and it's Hedwig, which is... I just realized they all start with H. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling very common. discriminated against. You are almost like next in line because you are an entertainer and mm-hmm. Stronmars is a big fan of, of that. Obviously, your your background, like the kind of entertainment you have, what you've trained in is not necessarily his style, but still. Oh, he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Eleanor is there too. Yeah, you can you can kind of feel actually make a make a religion check with advantage, um, Hedwig. Nine plus six, fifteen. You you kind of get the feeling of Stronmaus's approval of the the changes you made to your shield. Oh yay! I'm very happy about that then. And you actually can all see that Helga is now wearing armor. Okay. Because you know it. Hedwig, you see also the insignia of Stronmaus on it. She is a paladin of devotion to Stronmaus. Awesome. That that does automatically make me trust her more. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she trusted you more <laughs> as well <laughs> in the interview. And Himir addresses all of you and he says, we have had something terrible happen here and there are still many questions to be had, even though we have thoroughly investigated it, and we need to take this to a higher level. This is why I have been calling a meet- meeting of the council. We So we will be journeying far away from here to meet with my siblings and get to the bottom of this. There are steadfast rules to how this meeting will go. And but I would very much uh, like you to accompany us as impartial witnesses. You do not have an allegiance with me, but you have seen what has happened, and we need to get the, to the bottom of this. I, I cannot imagine that my sister is behind this, but her servants have definitely been used to harm me and to maybe harm her. We need to discuss this, and if you agree to join me. I will uh, I will see to it that you can get home because there is a teleportation field that is not too far from the place where we are meeting. And Ooh. my sisters, both of my sisters are powerful magicians and Helga is as well. So af- after the council has taken place, I would send you off if that is what you wish. Color me intrigued. He said, I... I'm very grateful for your hospitality as well as for the opportunity to visit uh, the uh, the Temple of Stronmaus uh, from where I live. It's quite a trek for me to get there, so I do not get to go as often as I would like. I do want to stress that my biggest concern is being able to return home. Um, and if this is the best way to do it, um, I'm on board. Are you guys going? Are you yeah. Redman? Are you going? Oh, God, yeah. It's going to be fun. They say there's a teleportation circle there. So seems like the best place to go. We've been burned once by a teleportation circle. Are you sure you want to go back into one? Yes. I don't know another way to get home. I'm fine with this, but be on guard. I am worried um, that something will go amiss. And the more that I move forward the more that we move forward the less i think that we'll ever be able to go home always be on guard always be vigilant i i'm with you so Hemer, you mentioned that you have two sisters so we know about bergamir and the good mother scotty great mother great mother sorry the great mother scotty um the other sister who is she her name is sort she is the she is a fire giant just like we're walking right into a trap, everybody. Like, this is silly. We know what's going to happen. Why would this be a trap for us? No, it's not a trap for us, per se. It might be a trap for them, but we're going to get caught up in the middle of it. If a bunch of giants are fighting, we can get away. We say that now. I've been around giants. Right. When, we're as, when we're as small as we are, 
especially as fast as you are in in C uh, in CD eight, will be able to get away if they're only concerned with each other. Okay, well, I guess we don't really have a choice. Ex exactly. That's the thing is, I don't know what our other options are. I understand that you don't trust them, but I do trust them because of my connection to Strongmouth. If you have even a little bit of trust in me, please. Oh, wow. Appealing to my, my uh, aff affection. Bad move. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not about affection. It's just that you have no one to trust. But even if you have the barest bit of trust in Hedwig because of what you've been through, let that be enough. We're not going into this blind. I'm not going into this thinking nothing bad's going to happen. Why even risk it? Why even? Because I want to go home. Is that allure of home so appealing to you? You yeah. said the same thing. I'm, well, I'm starting to think otherwise. We we spent all this time in this land. What what's to say that what's what's waiting for us on the other side is any better? I have family at home. Wouldn't you go home to your family if you could, Ahoy? Well, if I'm left behind, that's fine. But I guess to get you guys back, we should move forward and make this as long as, long as we can. That's, that's actually a pretty selfless thing of Ahoy to do. Yeah. Props. <laughs> okay, and with with that, you will you will travel to the to the meeting of the council, which is, you know, you're you're still in the, basically the Arctic, so you you need to travel to warmer climes. What does this traveling look like? Is it magical? Is there we surrounded by light? You still have your rabbit coat. Oh God, yeah, I'm not leaving that behind. <laughs> Perfect. You want to be dressed up for the occasion, right? You could probably buy like a proper nope. coat. Yeah, but I've already attached to this one. Oh my god. Uh, so, much. Wait, so we're actually traveling, traveling to this place? We're not being magically brought here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're traveling, traveling. But they have a big teleportation thing. Yeah, they have one big teleportation thing in this land and is where you're going. Why would they have only one in this land? That makes no they sense. They had more... They had more. I mean, you realize there's more than one because you arrived at another one. That was but the, this one's broken. Other ones have also been defunct. That one's the only one that's still going. Okay, everybody, please make a nature or survival check. 16 survival. 12. 17. I'll say you're, you're already on the road. Himir is not traveling with you. He is a giant. He doesn't take as long as you guys to get anywhere. Um, and he's also traveling alone just for safety reasons. Mainly for your safety, yeah. honestly. So the three of us are traveling alone, is that it? Probably. I assume Helen's with us. Helga. 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 I assume Helga's the one leading us there. So The way the council works, she is explaining this to you, but I'm just going to tell you. And like Each member of the council can be accompanied by one advisor, which in Himir's case is Helga, and no more than 10 other members of their retinue. And you actually count as part of the retinue. Like everyone can only bring basically like 11 people. Okay. That's how that works. Uh, again, like limiting, for also for safety reasons, limiting the amount of people who will be there. Since you don't know, don't know where you're going, uh, she will accompany you. So you're, you've already been traveling a few days. It's just going to be like a few more days to the place. So let's say you've been on the road for two days. It's going to be another two days. And since you... Is Eleanor with us? Sorry to interrupt. No, Eleanor is staying behind. Okay, all right. I have a tearful goodbye with her. Yes. She's also very sad, but she, she tells you she's staying at the Winter Palace because she, you know, she got a gig there now. Yeah, nice, she's nice, She's like nice. a full-time musician at the Winter Palace now, so that's pretty cool. She, I give her permission to perfect burning love. She says, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing the good work, and maybe, maybe our the the two of them will get together someday. And if they, if they ever, uh, if they ever marry, I will make sure that you will be invited to the wedding, or maybe be the surprise guest. Who oh, knows? I'll play that as they walk down the aisle. <laughs> um, it's not gonna happen. I mean, I'm sure they'll be very, very happy to see me at their wedding. They would be. Who wouldn't be? Honestly, true." Yeah, so the four of you travel um, on on horses, and um, because two two of you successfully passed the check, you can say you can see that there's a there's a storm brewing, a blizzard is coming your way, and it's going to be there in a few 
uh, in a few hours and because you realize that uh, you will get advantage on the checks that you will have to do okay because blizzards are pretty nasty i'm assuming i'm the one who failed yes you're the one who failed <laughs> don't worry i've got my rabbit coat i'll be all fine like, I mean, you know about it now, too, so you also get the advantages. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume you shared this information with the group, and you're like, oh, there's a blizzard. Yeah, That's definitely. A, blizzard. A, blizzard. <laughs> a blizzard. It's a clear blue sky. Protein. What are you talking about? And so, yeah, when it hits, you will have to roll some dice every half an hour. I'm going to roll a d8. That's the amount of rolls you'll have to do. You're going to have to do seven rolls. Oh, my gosh. And you'll, you'll just be taking damage. That's the thing. Are we still going to be riding through this thing instead of, you know, setting up a camp or trying to wait it out, find somewhere to... Why don't you know, we go back and just wait out the blizzard? You can't wait out a blizzard here. They just come. There's no telling of when they'll stop. There's just always going to be blizzards around here. Yes, you you are like in the open tundra. You, again, you have been on your way for two days. Not really any settlement in sight. There is one coming up in a few hours travel but you can't make it to any settlement in the in like the the remaining time you can try to brace against it by i don't know i guess building a camp or whatever yeah. that would um no i'm not gonna say what it's gonna do but uh you can do that the red bad would like think oh if there's a storm coming we should you know make ourselves a shelter of some kind could make an igloo like one of those ones and you dig underground I don't know the exact way to build it, but I have heard, I think, if you're caught in snow that you should, like, dig down underneath it. Mm -hmm. I see, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Helga's been around, like, she knows how to do that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Are there trees around? Like, how uh, wooded is this area? Yeah, I, w I would say it's, like, it's not, there's not a forest there, but it's, like, sparsely wooded. Uh, like, there are, like, there are a few, uh, a few trees around, for sure. You're, like, on the outskirts of like what used to be like a foresty area okay cool so you all wait waited out there because because you passed the first check you will definitely get to build the camp in time mm -hmm. and because you have the camp you will get advantage on each of the seven rolls so all of you need to make seven constitution saving throws with advantage the dc is 14 maybe just roll them and tell me how many of those you fail Okay. So you all have to roll 14 dice. That's so much. Yeah, I passed them all. Wow. <laughs> nice. I failed too. I failed twice. Funny how the guy with the rabbit coat didn't fail any of them. I'd rather take damage than wear that. Good for you, Redman. I'm happy for you. So you guys take a to each take a total of 12 cold damage and mm -hmm. two bludgeoning damage. Okay. And everyone... Even those who passed, um, you all get one level of exhaustion. Okay. Which means you have disadvantage on every ability check. After the blizzard, you exit the igloo that has saved your asses, and you realize all of your horses are gone. Ah, shit. Oh, our poor horses. Everybody, please make a survival check with disadvantage. <laughs> all right. Seven. Surely Hilda 20. would have been smart enough to know that we need to tie the horses to something. Oh, they were tied to something. They're just gone. Yeah. Mm. I got 20. Ooh. With disadvantage? Yeah, I got two 15s. Damn. Nice. Nine. <laughs> Nine, okay. Uh, Hedwig, you can tell that um, the horses went away. You, can, you, can f you find tracks mm -hmm. that are not just the hooves of hor horses, but also boots. So somebody led them away. Somebody stole your horses while you were in a blizzard and you were like just waiting it out and somebody just bumped into it after the blizzard stopped and you were just not sure whether to come out yet or not. Okay. Because it did last for three and a half hours. Mm. So you were like, oh, let's, let's wait and see whether something isn't coming. Like maybe there it was just a brief pause and you can follow the tracks. Okay. Let's do it. No one steals my horse. Everybody, please make stealth checks with disadvantage. Do what kind of terrain are we in? Do we get any advantage for Ahoy? I, I think Arctic isn't one of your terrains, right? It's mountains and forest. Yeah. Uh, oh, I fuck should... it. Let's say, let's say it's still forest. It's fine. All right. Why not? So 
What bonuses do we get for Ahoy? In his natural terrain. For one thing, he would they wouldn't have been able to sneak up us on a, on a steal our horses if Ahoy had is in his natural terrain. If uh, if Ahoy had been had been outside and there wasn't a blizzard for sure. So if he's tracking people, if you're tracking creatures, we learn their exact number, their size, and how long ago they passed through the area. I mean, technically, Hedwig discovered. Ahoy, can you roll another survival check without disadvantage? Thirteen. Sure, you can track him. I think that that can still apply. It's not that big of a deal. Like, it's fresh snow and they just... They definitely left traces. <laughs> it is five humanoids and they traveled through this just, like, half an hour ago. Ahoy, when you make uh, checks for your favorite terrain, if you have training in that skill, such as survival or nature, you get to double your check to it. Oh. Your proficiency is doubled for checks in your favorite terrain with skills that you're proficient in. Ooh, that sounds So you definitely great. you definitely know this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like you you definitely found the the traces and you know that it's five people. Cool. cool. So that survival check was 18. Great. Okay. Yeah, you got you guys follow the tracks. You can see you can see a campfire in a dis in the distance. They probably didn't think you'd survive the blizzard. They got the horses to a kind of a sheltered place. Yeah, you can you can see that campfire, you can see your horses. And it's just five people sitting around a campfire. What do you do? See, we ask politely. No, I think that's a good I think that's a good idea too. Maybe they'll say no and we can They stole them. our freaking horses. Yeah, and yeah. we can probably we can so here, this is what you do. You sit there and say, Ah, it seems that you thought those horses were we're free. They were oh, not there, we're ours, so we would like igloo. them back. We were in, there's an igloo. There's a structure right there. An underground we... igloo during a blizzard. There's a chance that they didn't know. They're, tied they're like, oh my god, these poor horses. We need to rescue them. There's a yeah. bunch of horses tied up. There's no way. They're just like... See, you ask nicely. And you go... Stab you. They won't... They, you think they're going to stab me? I mean, they'll I'm try. not going to let them. They'll uh -huh. try, and then I'll... Then I'll smash them with my hammer or, you know, we, shoot lightning we, at them. If we do this first, we can just take, take advantage of it. We can just, like, sneak up on them. I'm not going to. I will say I will say this. They can make their way, but your longbow has a lot of range. You can just attack them while everyone else is just going there thinking That's they're going to negotiate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be the devil on your shoulder, Rashad. I'm but I'm, yeah. just, like, I'm going to make sure that we're all in agreement about what to do. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> no, so, no, I said, I, I totally get it. But if this can be resolved without a fight, all the better. But, I mean, the four of us, the four of us could easily take them. How do you know? Okay. Fine, fine, fine. You guys do it. I'm going to, me and CDA, we're going to hide up in the trees and we will come down and attack them. Yeah. Cover us. Perfect. 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 Good idea. No, honest. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> they stole our freaking horses. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me back their heads. Okay, so uh, CD8 and Ahoy go up into a tree. Multiple different trees. Different trees. We're on trees opposite of each other. Okay, cool. CD8 is hanging over stealthily on a branch above their camp. Nice. Oh, you're, you're like next to their camp. Okay, we've gotten there. No, no, you're still like 100 feet away at this point. Oh. So you want to go there. That's fine, but you need to roll stealth check. Okay. And you have you have disadvantage. He doesn't because he's in I his favorite terrain. He's he's technically traveling alone. Okay, so you don't have disadvantage. I guess. Yay. Make a stealth check. Cool. And I double Please it right fail. because of my favorite terrain. Yeah, are you all you proficient in it? Yeah. Okay. Then you can double your proficiency bonus. Oh, so I got a nat twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't notice you at all. If I go everywhere, anywhere I want. Yeah. Yeah, where do you want to go? Do you still want to go up a, a tree? No, so CD8 is stealthily hanging over their camp in, yeah. in the branch of their tree, and I'm like 50 feet back with my on top of a tree with my arrow uh, loaded, locked and loaded, ready to go. Cool. Okay, the three of you approach. Who? Uh, what's your persuasion like? My persuasion's not great. My intimidation, however, is also not great, but... <laughs> my persuasion's plus seven. I'll leave. I'll leave the talking to the, the kinder of us. You're you're friendlier than me. Oh, I'm friendly, I'm... until I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, Helga actually has a has a persuasion of plus ten, so Ooh, I think she'll okay. take the lead. So the three of you approach, and one of them notices and is like, "Hey, you, who goes there?" And uh, Helga is like, "Hello, friends. It seems there has been quite a misunderstanding. You see, those are our horses that you have, and we would like for you to return them to us." And then another guy who's like a little bit bigger is like. Well, what kind of proof do you have? Could be just anyone's horses. Well, if you look at the saddleback of the that brown one over there, you can you can find a a scroll of devotion to uh, the god Strongmouse. And th- none of them look at the saddles. Those are our horses. If you want them, you can fight us. And Helga. She unsheathes her weapon <laughs> and uh, says, All right, I guess we'll fight you for it. Everybody, please roll initiative. 17. I got 20. Ooh. 10. See, I think that CD8 and I, since we're ready to fight and are already like aiming at them, should get like a surprise round. Yeah, actually, yeah, you could definitely, you could have definitely readied an action for whenever they show hostility. So you can uh, both make an attack. All right. So I will, since CD8 is right above them already, I'm gonna CD8 is gonna drop down onto one of them and mm-hmm. attack them. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen hits. Cool. And if I am not mistaken, that's a D6 plus four. Wait, do I add my proficiency bonus to his attack as damage, well? Damage. Yeah. To his damage as well. So it'll be one D6 plus four, uh, four instead of one D6 plus one. But then he also has a plus three to hit on his bite as well. Yeah, so you add your your thing to that, so that becomes a six. So that's you have plus six to actually make attacks, and then you have plus three oh, to his total got it. damage. Got it. So it would be sixteen plus the six then. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so one d six plus four would be the hit. Um, so three plus a four seven, and then he has to roll a Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. He rolled a 17 plus zero. Uh, and that's a uh, right. That's that works, right? He still takes half damage. Yeah. So poison damage, two d six, um, and that is. It's actually two d six plus three. Oh, is it? Okay. That's what people have been saying online. That you add okay. your proficiency to all their damage rolls. Got it. So that's twelve. Uh, divided by two, which is six poison damage. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's seven piercing damage, and then six poison damage. Right. And then I'm gonna also use my attack with my longbow. Mm-hmm. Eighteen. Yeah, that hits. That's a four from the longbow, and then I tell CD8 to run away. You have a second attack. Oh, not if I use CD8's attack. Which is funny because yeah, CD I dealt way more damage than you did. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good, good. Uh, and CD8's um, climbing speed and his speed is forty, right? So mm-hmm. I tell him to run away <laughs> and then climb up a tree. Uh, he, no, actually, um, he would have to disengage. Oh, because he's, he's like there? right up in his face, right? So. Got it. Okay. He would have get, he would either have to stay there or um, risk an attack of opportunity. And disengage is a regular action then. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, for some classes it's not, but for a spider, I think it is. Got it. All right, next up it's Hedwig. So we've got five guys here, right? Yeah. How are they arranged? How close are they to each other? And also, where is CD8 in relation to these people? They're like kind of splayed out. Like as soon as they saw that you were approaching, they're basically sh- sh- shaped like a half circle. Like, okay. um, they're like fanned out a little bit. Um, there is just like maybe two feet in between all of them. So if it's two feet, I would probably be able to cast shatter in a way that all five of them would be affected, but that it, that the circle would stop at CD eight. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to CDH, uh, when you got this level 7, you got a thing called exceptional training. You can use a bonus action to have CDH dash, disengage, dodge, or help. Oh, oh. perfect. So let's say he disengaged and climbed up a tree. Yay! Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, sorry. Actually, first, first is uh, uh, it's Helga's turn. I'm very okay. sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can definitely cast Shatter next time. Okay. Yeah, she has her glaive at the ready, and she attacks. Uh, let Let's say the, the that CD8 attacked the one that was like on the outmost right. She's taking the other flank. First attack, uh, hits, and it deals. Oof. Because she also Divine Smites, nice. she does 25 damage to this person. That's with her first attack, and she has a second attack, which is a 25 to hit. That's a lower level Divine Smite, and she kills the guy. <laughs> He's dead. He is so dead. And now, Hedwig, you can cast Shatter if you want to. All right, yeah, so I'll go ahead and do that and cast Shatter on all five. So they need to make a constitution saving throw, spell save 15. Three of them fail, one of them succeed. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's only four. Yeah, now Sorry. it's only four. Oh, two eights. Ooh, 16. Okay. One cool. more, one more. I've got this 3d8. 16 plus six. So it's tw 22 damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it is it like when you save, you take half of that, or is it just yes, you exactly. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say the one who saved was was not the one who already got attacked. So that guy's mm -hmm. dead. Then we have two with twenty-two damage and one with eleven damage. Yeah, two of them are bloodied. Two of them are dead. <laughs> and, and now it's the red man's turn. Okay. I'm gonna walk up to them. Do -do 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 -do. I'm going to open my hands in a gesture of friendship and then blast them with burning hands. So fire erupts out of my hands and envelops that area. And they have to make dexterity saving throws to get out of the way. What's the DC? The DC is 15. They all fail. <laughs> all right. So they Maybe all... you will be able to kill them all in the first round. Ooh, okay. So that's two sixes, a five, plus one from the monstrosity. Yes. 18 fire damage to all of them. Ooh. Uh, okay, two of them die. And there's one who is barely standing. You can surrender now if you wish. No. <laughs> is that his turn? Uh, well, that's... Yeah, I'm done. Speaking is a free action, so yeah. whenever yeah, yeah, it's yeah. their turn, he can decide to... Hightail yeah. it if he wants. It's now his turn, and that's exactly what he does. He does. He takes the disengage action, and just runs away. I yell out, "Bye!" Wait, what's his speed? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. His speed I mean, is Ahoy thirty still feet. still take him out. And Ahoy, next up, it's your turn. You can you can take two shots at him if you want oh, to. That is what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Um, eighteen. That hits. Yeah, that hits. Oh. <laughs> definitely gonna kill him he has five hit points left <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're gonna kill him <laughs> first one is four <laughs> <laughs> wait wait okay. no, you've got your okay so that's did you roll the, a one yeah i rolled a one with the, that's okay. with the next bonus yeah <laughs> uh, okay second attack <laughs> next one is a nat 20 oh, oh yeah. <laughs> do you kill man him? uh oh, i kind of want i want oh no that's too bad I wanted CD8 to go in and poison him and paralyze him. <laughs> Wait, what was his speed? 30 feet. Oh, CD8 can catch him. Well, but he ran 60. Um, no, he that. took disengage, did this disengage oh, action, and right. then moved 30 mm -hmm. feet. Never oh, mind. okay, mm -hmm. we're redoing this. We're doing CD8's going to ch chase him. Okay, cool. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> CD8 jumps out of, the, out of the tree and, like, maybe on top of him. Yeah. And uh, I just rolled a 17 to hit with yeah. CD8. Um, and he has to make a constitution saving throw, right? Well, the initial bite damage is what's going to uh, kill him. Oh, no. That's just annoying. That's fine. Either way, CD8 gets to kill him. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's all that matters. <laughs> and like a giant spider jumps onto his back and just bites his neck. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, roll a six. So. <sighs> yeah, and he's dead. And you have your horses back. Congratulations. <laughs> they they could have been so easy. <laughs> they just would have given... Like, I just like... Have... Wait, what is Helga again? She's a paladin. No, yeah, I mean her race. Her race. Oh, SMR. What's that? Uh, like SMR. a half angel. 
Yeah. Oh, so that's amazing. So just like, yeah. yeah, this, this half angel, you know, another dwarf in like massive armor and a very strange looking man in red and a terrifying rabbit coat. And they're just like, yeah, we're going to fight these dudes. Can I check their pockets? Sure. You can check their pockets. There's just like a few, like a few silver pieces, nothing really of interest. How many silver pieces? Let's say between the the five of them, there are 17 silver pieces. I will offer them to everybody evenly, say, hey, can't let this go to waste. You can keep my share, Red Man. Thanks. I have no need for money. Yeah, Helga declines politely, but also kind of with a frown. Well, they're just going to be eaten by the wildlife. Might as well make use of it. I'll open up an orphanage with the money. With 17 silver pieces. Okay, cool. You can donate it to an already existing orphanage if you want. No, I want to start my own orphanage. Okay, cool. That works. Can I go with you on this venture? Can we accept uh, hurt animals and restore them back to health? Oh, yeah. It's an orphanage Orphanage slash animal shelter. We're not racist. We accept everything. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, nice. It's no humans. So So we're a little bit racist. (laughs) I forgot. That's what we're going to name it. The little racist... The little racist orphanage. <laughs> Very little racism here. Wow. Okay. And no. with that, we're going to end today's no. session. <laughs> you make your way to the meeting place of the council, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna start next time. Thank you guys all so much for playing. <laughs> and uh, if people enjoy what they've heard, Alex, how can people support the show? Uh, please give us a five-star rating um, on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. And if people want to reach out, what's the best way to do that, Adam? Uh, they can make donations to the Little Racist Orphanage on SeriallyHooked.com. <laughs> your money goes a long way to helping those those creatures in need. I do not co-sign this. I might actually make a donation page now. 